Welcome into the Fresh Take Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and today is Wednesday, April 29th. And today we have Chicago sports reporter Daniel Greenberg joining and talking about the Chicago Bulls front office and the Bears draft and offseason. But before we get into that, let me tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. I'm using it. I'm at home right now just chilling in my room, making a podcast thanks to Anchor. It's free. And come on, we're humans. We love free stuff. It's the easiest way to make a podcast right from your phone or computer. You just have the creation tools in front of you and you can edit it right away. You can also make money off your podcast. So it's free. You make money. It's kind of a win-win situation. All you have to do is just download the free Anchor app on Android or iPhone or just go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, let's get right into the interview with Daniel Greenberg. All right, today I'm here with Shy Sport Updates, a.k.a. known as Daniel Greenberg. If you have Twitter and are a Chicago sports fan, I highly recommend you follow this guy. He's the best in the business. I'm keeping you up to date with Chicago sports. Before we start, Dan, talking about the Bulls and Bears, how are we doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing pretty good, and that's good to hear. Even though we're practicing social distancing and quarantine, a lot of stuff happened this past weekend in Chicago sports. To me, the biggest one is the Bulls found their new GM in Mark Eversole, who was the assistant GM with the Philadelphia 76ers. Why do you think uh, Mark was the guy for the job? I think because I think a huge key of why he was hired was because he worked 10 years at Nike. And I think he's a good player relationship kind of guy. I mean, he doesn't just show up and does his own thing. He actually cares about the players, the families. And I think that goes a long way in player development and player relationship that players see that, oh, look, like the front office actually cares about us and they're not just using us. So I think it's a huge – this was a big hire for, uh, for the Chicago Bulls because he knows what he's doing. He has a great um, eye for talent, and I think you'll see him make a huge impact in the Chicago Bulls front office. You mentioned those player relationships. In the past, former Bulls players have – complain about the front office. Zach Levine said there needed to be a change. What does this mean for the Bulls and connecting to those players and maybe in free agency? Because that's been one, I guess, point where the Bulls just couldn't really nail on the head. Yeah, I mean, I think, as you say, like, there has been a lot of people, a lot of former players, a lot of current players during, when Gar and Pax were here that basically called out the front office, called out the coaches, and I think that's going to change with her tourists and the new general manager. I think these two actually care about the players and they'll actually show by their actions that, look, we're here to win and we're going to do everything we can to win, but we're also going to look out for your guys and we're going to communicate with you guys on a personal base, not all the time on a basketball uh, base. Now with Mark Eversole, not only is he good with the connection with the, with the players, he also has found some pretty good talent. Up in Toronto, he was with DeMar DeRozan. He was interested in Damian Lillard. When you get a GM like Mark Eversole, how's this do with the draft process? And I'm pretty sure it makes everyone excited about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he has close relationships with a lot of the high-end players in the, in the league. Um, a lot of the players like him. He 
a lot of the agents like him. So I think it, it will go a long way in free agency. And hopefully the Bulls will actually land a number one uh, free agent sooner rather than later with this current uh, front office regime. Now we see the Bulls going through a new front office change. I'm a fan of it. Everyone else seems to be a fan of it. Should we expect anything else from the Bulls or are we kind of going to slow down a little bit? I think there'll be more changes. Um, I think that will also include the current head coach, Jim Boylan. I don't think he's going to be there for that long. Um, and I also think that the scouting department is going to get expanded. Uh, the Bulls always had a really small number of scouts. And I think that will change with uh, this current regime. I think they'll expand their scouting internationally, um, all over the world. So we'll see that and maybe even the training staff. You just said uh, about Jim Boylan, he seems very confident in keeping his job. Should he really be that confident? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> I think he's just trying to I, – I, I really – I've lost words to describe Jim Boylan, um, to be honest with you. I don't know why he seems like he's so confident. I mean, his record is horrible with the Chicago Bulls. Um, and I don't think players respect him, so I don't know why he seems to be so confident. But – yeah, I think he, he won't be the coach here, I, I would assume, next season. Now, if he's not going to be the coach, I don't know much about it. Who should the Bulls uh, target as the new head coach? Yeah, um, it's a good question. Um, one name that I think will probably come up a lot is Adrian Griffin. Um, he was a former Bull, uh, Bulls assistant coach during – when Tom Thibodeau was here, I believe now he's with the Raptors and, and the assistant coaching staff. Um, I think he'll make a good coach. I think players will respect him. I know players respect him. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's very early on. I think the current front officer tourist is not really focused about the coaching right now. He's more focused about the front office changes. And then when the coaches, when the NBA will, find out if uh, the season's over or they'll continue. Uh, he'll know more of the coaching and what's going on with the coaching staff. Yeah, last question with the Bulls then. With sports being up in the air and it's a day-to-day -day thing, do you think we're going to see Bulls basketball again this season? I don't know. It's very difficult to say. I mean, no one really knows. Um, I don't really see it happening. But, again, like you never know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised with anything. But if – that's why I think that the Bulls haven't made a coaching uh, change yet because they want to see what's going to happen with this current season. Is it going to be canceled? Like, what's the situation with that? Because they don't want to pay a coach that is not coaching their team. Even though b basketball isn't being played, we got something to see last weekend. That was the NFL draft. For the Bears, they drafted tight end Cole Komet out of Notre Dame and cornerback Jalen Johnson with their top picks. How do you think these two picks were for the Bears? Yeah, I like the Jalen Johnson pick better than the Cole Komet, to be honest. Um, I think the Cole Komet pick is something that Ryan Pace had to pick because of the mistake that he did with Adam Shaheen. So he made up for his mistake. But I really like Jalen Johnson. Um, I watched a couple of his highlights, and I think he could have been a first-round pick if it wasn't for his injuries. Um, I think him and Kyle Fuller are going to be a dynamic duo. Um, he's very aggressive, which I would like, and he has that – he has like that swagger about him that will fire up his teammates, which I, I really, really like. I was really surprised that the Bears didn't go offensive line until the seventh round. Are the Bears really that confident in their offensive line right now? 
I think I think so. I think they like uh, the offensive line coach that they brought in. I think that uh, they think he'll make a huge impact. Um, they did, yeah, as you said, they did take uh, two offensive linemen with their last uh, two picks of the draft. So maybe that will help. And I know they picked up two other offensive linemen during free agency. So I don't know. It should be interesting to see because I thought offensive line, they should have taken them early on, which and they didn't. So it should be interesting to see how they use it. I think you have to expect Komet and Johnson to make a huge impact. New high on Johnson. Who else do you think could be a fun guy or like in these middle rounds can make an impact for the Bears? Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. I think all of them can make an impact for them. Uh, It just depends on the situation that they're being used. But I think all all the draft picks that they selected in in this draft, I think in their rookie year, they can all make a big impact either special teams on the offense, defense. So, I mean, it, it, they didn't have a bad draft. It's just some of the, some of the picks that they did, um, I thought they should have went in a different route, but it wasn't a bad draft at all. With the Cole Komet pick, a lot of people are complaining about Rob Gronkowski. I'm not big on that because Rob Gronkowski is you know, one of the greats. Do you see a little bit of Rob Gronkowski in him, though? Well, I'm pretty sure when the Bears selected Adam Shaheen, they said the same thing. Um, so I don't, I don't like comparing players uh, to Rob Gronkowski or Trevor uh, Kelsey. Um, let him be his own kind of player. Um, I, I think it's very hard to compare players, especially since they still haven't put an NFL jersey on. So obviously I think he's going to make a, a big impact for the offense because they offensive really struggled the last couple of seasons. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely a good player. He's not, he's not a bad player. It should be interesting to see how they use him. Now the date for Mr. Bisky's fifth year option is coming up pretty soon. You've been reporting on it around May 5th, I believe. Um, what do you think they're going to do with it? Because it's a little bit of a tricky situation with it. Yeah. Um, well, me personally first, let me say that I'm a big Mitch Trubisky fan. I actually like him a lot. I met him actually a couple of times. Very nice guy. And hopefully he has a nice career with the Bears. Um, I do think, though, that they are going to decline it just because he does have a history with injuries. And I believe that the, if they exercise the fifth-year option, it's, I think it's only for injury guarantee. Um, so if he does get injured, then they have to pay him. I think it's like $24 million. Um, but, yeah, I think they are going to decline it. I, I believe that the deadline is May 4th or May 5th. Um, but, yeah, hopefully he does have a long career with the Chicago Bears because I think he's a nice guy. I think he works very hard, and hopefully that will show on, on the field. Now, they also brought in Nick Foles, too. He's going to be competing with them. Who do you think wins this Trubisky-Foles competition? Yeah, I'm going to go with Trubisky on this one. Um no, I do like Foles. Let me say this. I do like Foles, but he he is injury prone. So it should be interesting. Like it should be interesting to see because let's just say they do start Nick Foles and he does get injured. Well, then it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. But I I personally think that Mitch Trubisky will win the job just because I don't think they're going to have offseason program because of what's going on right now with the coronavirus. And maybe that will benefit Mitch and not Nick Foles. But, yeah, I do believe that Mitch Trubisky will start week one. Now we're only in April. What is your way too early prediction for the Chicago Bears this season? 
I think they'll be better than uh, last season. I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, I don't know. They should, I think they'll go far, to be honest with you. I, don't, I think what they've done with the defense, they've added a lot on the defense. Um, Akeem Hicks was someone that was very underrated last season. With his injury, um, the defense struggled. He's fully healthy. Danny Trebathan's fully healthy. Roquan Smith uh, is going to be healthy. Um, I think defense is going to be much better. Offense, I, I like what they've done. Um, I think Allen Robinson's going to be – he's going to keep doing what he's doing. Um, Javon Williams, I think, is going to have a huge year. Anthony Miller. Um, just the offensive line is kind of a question mark for me right now, which is why I was surprised that they didn't take an offensive lineman early in the draft. But I get – we'll see. Um, yeah, I think they'll be better than – a lot of people think they will. Can't forget their free uh, agent acquisition, too. Robert Quinn aligns yeah. with Neil Mack, too. That's going to be a little scary to watch. Yeah, better than Leonard Floyd, so <laughs> it'll be good. Now, hopefully we get to see what goes on uh, through this process, obviously with the coronavirus. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the offseason, training camp, and who knows what the NFL does. But, hey, Daniel, thank you for taking the time here on The Fresh Take. It was awesome to talk some bulls and bears. Uh, take it easy, stay safe, and hopefully we can have you on again. You too. Thank you guys for having me on. Again, thank you for Daniel for joining the show today. It was great to have him on just to talk some Bulls basketball and Bears football. If you haven't already, give him a follow on Twitter. His username is Shy Sport Updates. Again, it's Shy Sport Updates. We'll shout him out on our Twitter page as well and my personal Twitter. But uh, again, thank you for joining. The best in the biz when it comes to updating you on Chicago sports. So I highly recommend if you're a Chicago sports fan, give him a follow. He does great things. I have his notifications on too, so I get everything that he does. Uh, just to keep up with the, with the latest. Even, hey, I'm not a Bears fan, but still, I would like kind of like want to know what's happening with, uh, again, with the Bears and what they're doing and how their offseason and drafts and free agencies are going. But right now, I am a happy man uh, because... The interviews are getting better here with the whole quarantine situation. We had, if you haven't listened to it already, the interview with Paul Reed from uh, the Ford out of DePaul. We had him on a couple weeks ago, and that interview it it was good quality. The thing was like it sounded like he was a bit far away, and same with me too. At least this one, Greenberg sounded good. I was the one that was far away, and I rather. I rather have Daniel sound really good compared to me because hey, we want we want to hear from him. You guys don't want to hear from me. But again, thank you for Daniel for coming on. Hopefully, we get to have him on in the future. Uh, great guy when it comes to uh, Chicago sports. But hey, we'll continue the episode a little bit. Um, we'll talk about might as well since we had a Chicago sports up uh, reporter on the show. Might as well talk about the NFC North and their draft. I mean, it was a pretty solid draft for the NFC North. Um, we'll start with the last place team. We'll go with the Detroit Lions. Uh, they had a really fascinating draft in my opinion. Obviously, the number three pick with Jeff Okuda. I mean. I know there was a lot of reports saying they were going to trade out of it. I didn't buy it. Jeff Okuda is a really, really good corner. And the fact that they traded Darius Slay, to me, that was just icing on the cake saying, yeah, they're staying at three. I want to know maybe what kind of offers they got, though. I, there were some teams reported uh, that they were going to trade up. I kind of want to know what the offers were because Jeff Okuda, man, he seems like he's going to be a really good corner in this league. I mean, you haven't already. Uh, ESPN and NFL Live has done like specials on him too about his story. If you haven't already, 
go check it out. It's a sad story, but I mean, it, it gives you a reason to root for this kid. Even though, again, I'm a Packer fan, and if you Bear fans are listening, this this is a kid maybe to root for. Very awesome kid, nice kid, and uh, he has a great story to him. But the one pick I was really fascinated with the Lions was DeAndre Swift. I love the pick, and uh, I did not think the Lions were going to go after him. I thought they were really in on carry on Johnson, which he's still going to have an input in that offense. He's still going to be a pretty good runner, but DeAndre Schiff is going to be that vocal point out of the running game. But the Lions have not had a good running back since Barry Sanders. It's been a long time. They've tried everything. I like this pick. I think this pretty much ends that drought at running back for them. Uh, I like DeAndre Swift. I thought he was going to go to the Dolphins, not in the first round, but in the second round. But I like the DeAndre Swift pick. For the Lions, they also got Julian um, Okara from uh, Notre Dame, Jonah Jackson. I really like that one. Uh, I like the two offense guards that they got, Jonah Jackson and Logan Sternberg. Uh, the receiver out of Wisconsin, uh, Sephiris, um, that's that's a fascinating pick. Um, he didn't have a good combine, but he had a really good pro day. Uh, Wisconsin fans maybe not happy about it because they got to see him twice a year. And with the Lions, I guess the bright side could hey, it's the Lions, but... So maybe if they don't want to see him um, go there. Jason Huntley, I thought that was an interesting pick, a late-round running back for them. So three running backs on that roster, three solid running backs in my opinion. So Lions at least getting back in their run game. I do think, though, um, with the Lions this year, if they do have a kind of another season like they did last year or not even like a, a, a record over 500, I think Matt Patricia is done. Uh, I think he's out of Detroit, and I think we might see the end of Matthew Stafford if they have a really bad record. If they have a decent 500 record around there, at least, I think they stick with Stafford. But if Stafford is, no, if they have another season like they did this year, where the number three pick, number four, number five even, I think it's a time to move on from Stafford. Um, I think that could possibly be a Justin Fields kind of thing situation coming up because I think he is a top five pick. Uh, you obviously got Trevor Lawrence in there, but I think Trevor Lawrence is number one to whoever it is. Uh, but Justin Fields, I, I would keep an eye on him in Detroit next year. Uh, make sure you save it April 29th. Greg Williams thinks that Justin Fields is a, probably a big candidate for um, Justin Fields with the Detroit Lions. Um, let's continue on. I'll go with the Bears. I mean, they were the third-place team last year. Um I, I, I don't know how I feel. Again, I'm a Packer fan, so I, I, I won't show bias uh, towards them or anything. I do like that Jalen Johnson pick. I thought that was their best pick. Um, Daniel talked about it a little bit. He's a very aggressive. The only downfall is those three injuries and four, uh, three surgeries in four years. That doesn't make me happy about it. Um, the Cole Komet pick, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't understand it compared to the, the offensive linemen that were left on the board. Safeties were left on the board, like Grant Delpit, Antonio Winfield Jr., even a cornerback in Kristen Fulton. That was left on the board, too. I was really surprised they went a tight end. I knew it was something they needed, like a quality tight end. I didn't think they would have gone in the second round for it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Cole Komet, people are comparing him to Rob Gronkowski. I do not like that at all. Um, yeah, it is unfair to compare rookies and a guy that has not played a snap. That's why I'm not big into it. Um, I think, if anything, if we really have to compare him, I don't think it's to one of the greatest tight ends of all time. That's, that's just me. Um, but they went after Travis uh, Travis Gibson uh, out of, I believe, uh, 
Tulsa, if I'm correct, a linebacker, an edge rusher. This guy, I think, keep an eye on next year. I think he's. I think he will play this year, but I think this is a guy that he's going to really benefit from Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. I think he really is. I like this pick. I think this is going to have good future, you know, potential. If anything, I like the pick. Uh, Darnell Mooney. I think that's going to be an interesting one too. Uh, they need a receiver, uh, especially with releasing Taylor Gabriel. This guy's fast. I like him a little bit. A little short guy, but still, this is a very good slot receiver that the Bears got at the 173rd pick. And the, the last uh, two tackles. Again, I, if I was the Bears, I would have went tackles, guards, whatever, more towards the beginning of the draft, middle of the draft. They like to go in the seventh round for that. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like it, to be honest. Um, but I understand you know, the Jalen Johnson, Cole Komet. It's going to be fascinating with the, with the Bears because last year the offensive line was an issue. They kind of addressed it in the offseason. Didn't address it in the draft. So I, I wonder how this is going to go with the Bears. But I'm a, I have to say it was a solid draft class for the Chicago Bears. We'll go with the Vikings. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't like having draft grades for for um, teams, but Minnesota really knocked it out of the park. Uh, Justin Jefferson, first round. Jeff Gladney, first round. Ezra Cleveland, a tackle. Cameron Dantzler, a corner. I mean, this was, this was unreal. They went ballistic on this draft. It was really good from top to bottom. They... They addressed their needs early in the first round, second round, even third round. I like that Troy Dye pick at inside linebacker. That, to me, is going to be a very underrated pick. I like Troy Dye out of Oregon. That's going to be good. Um, they pretty much drafted every every position except the running back this year. So I like what the Vikings did. They got a lot of players, a lot of good talent, a lot of quality talent. I really like this pick, and a lot of people were concerned with the Vikings because, hey, trading Stephon Diggs, releasing Xavier Rhodes, um, Everson Griffin as well. I mean, they lost a lot of players, and a lot of people thought, well, maybe the Vikings aren't going to be as good as we thought they are going to be. I think the Vikings are still competitive, even with this draft class, because just how many players they got, how many good quality players they got. This is this was a really good draft class. I don't like giving grades out to them. I don't like giving grades out to any teams because I think it's unfair. These teams, these players have not played it down yet. And we don't know what's gonna happen in the future with these picks. Like maybe these picks can make a quality impact right now, but maybe in the next couple of years, these players might not be on the team, might not be playing. Who knows? That's why I don't like uh giving draft grades. But let's go to the Green Bay Packers. They had by far the most interesting draft. Uh, in the NFL, you guys know I'm a Packer fan. I, when these picks were addressed, especially the first two, Jordan Love and AJ Dillon, I was, I wasn't mad, but I also wasn't like, let's go. Like I wasn't pumped about. I sat in my bed and on PlayStation talking to a few, a few friends. I didn't talk. I didn't talk. A lot of people thought I was kind of like, I'm disappointed, but no, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Because I like Jordan Love. I really like Jordan Love. I liked him in the draft process. I liked him last year out of Utah State. I didn't think the Packers were going to do it. I didn't think the Packers were going to be the team to get Jordan Love. I like the guy. He's very good. His arm is ridiculously good. 75 yards on that one pass, and he's he's flexing on people. Like, yeah, I threw his 75 yards in a practice one time. I can, it's no problem. He has the cannon. 
He somewhat has the accuracy. You saw that in his sophomore year and a little bit in his junior year, but you saw a lot more interceptions his junior year. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, his sophomore year, really good team. He lost his whole offensive line, lost his head coach, lost his offensive coordinator. And he did admit he did get reckless with the ball. He tried to he tried to be the man, if that makes sense. He tried to be the one to impress everyone. And he he, he addressed it towards the Packers media saying, yeah, I can't really do that as much. That's not very smart of me. I still think this is a talented guy, Jordan Love. This is going to be a two, three-year deal. It's going to be the Favre-Rogers thing. It might not be exactly like it because Favre was complimenting retirement. Rogers signed a four-year extension. Totally different thing. One wants to play for a long time. The other one wasn't sure. Who knows what's going to happen. If anything, worse comes to worse, this becomes a Tom Brady-Jimmy Garoppolo situation. You hope if you're the Packers, you you get some sort of investment out of Jordan Love and you trade him for maybe a first-round pick, a second-round pick to a team that really desperately needs a quarterback. The 49ers were that team. They gave up a second-round pick for that. Jimmy Garoppolo was a second-round pick. If you're the Packers, you hope you get a first-round pick. Worst comes to worst, a second-round pick. If anything right now, the Packers have a really good quality quarterback as a backup. Hopefully, you get to learn from one of the best. That's that's the take out of this. This is going to be a two, three-year thing. Four years, I don't know because that's a long time to wait for a quarterback, especially on a rookie deal. You don't want to make that long of an investment if you have to, and especially if we're in the fourth year. If Rodgers is still there, they're going to write out that contract with Rodgers. A.J. Dillon, I like this kid in Boston College. I really did. Um, I'm a Clemson fan, so this guy torments in Clemson left and right because of how good of a runner he is. I liked him. I really thought two years ago, like, hey, Packers, man, let's go get A.J. Dillon. But Aaron Jones wasn't a thing back then. Aaron Jones is now a thing. Again, with this pick, I was more like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I like it, but I also don't understand it. Until the third round happened, when they dra- drafted uh, DeGuire, uh, tight end out of Cincinnati, until they drafted him. To me, the Packers have fully invested in being a run-first offense, like heavy run. Like they are not going to throw with Aaron Rodgers like we've seen in the past, like 30, 40 times a game. They're not going to do that anymore. This is a heavy run team. Matt LaFleur came from Tennessee, a heavy run team with Derrick Henry. A.J. Dillon kind of reminds me of that Derrick Henry. He's 250, 260 pounds. That is ridiculous. Good luck tackling that. And I think what the Packers are going to do, first three quarters is Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. They're going to gas you up. Fourth quarter, A.J. Dillon. Strictly A.J. Dillon. Tire them out. It's going to be tough in Wisconsin and Lambeau Field, December, November weather, where it's almost like 20 single-digit degrees. That's going to be tough. But I do think that these picks by the Packers were early. A.J. Dillon, I thought third round. DeGuire was a fifth-round tight end, and they're using him more, mostly as a fullback. I don't like that Matt LaFleur said, hey, this is our this is going to be our fullback and we draft him in the third round. But I think they're going to use him more as a fullback, tight end, um, wide receiver in the slot, halfback, you name it. This is kind of going to be like their Kyle Jushevic, uh pick in the 49ers. He's going to do everything. And again, Matt LaFleur, good friends with Kyle Shanahan. And what do the 49ers love to do? Run the ball. And the Packers experienced it in the NFC Championship. So that's what the Packers are going to try to do. 
I still would have preferred Patrick Queen over Jordan Love. Um, I understand with the Packers, they maybe didn't like the first round wide receivers because especially all of them got drafted right ahead of them. Second round, same thing. There were reports that they wanted to trade up. Uh, it's a, that's a big investment because the Packers at the end of the second round, they wanted to trade up all the way in the beginning of the second round. That's a lot you have to give up for that. But there's still some trades available. Kenny Stills has been on the market. That might be one. Uh, and Packer fans got to understand this too. Their moves at wide receiver already happened. Devin Funches getting him from Indianapolis, a sa- former second-round player, still showed really good capability in Carolina, got hurt, broke his collarbone in Indianapolis. You got to hope, again, that's a question mark, the injury. You got to hope that he returns back to that maybe wide receiver two form. Uh, Emenia St. Brown is coming back from injury. That's a question mark, though, um, with Emenia St. Brown coming back from an injury. He did show good promise his rookie year towards the end of the season, but coming off an injury, a season-long injury, that's tough. Um, they signed a Canadian Football League uh, player, good one of the best wide receivers in the in that league. Um, again, that's a question mark because you don't know how he's going to come out to the NFL. So those were the three acquisitions at wide receiver for the Packers. It's just their question marks. You don't know what they're going to do. But I do think with Aaron Rodgers, he does work really well with unproven talent. We've seen it in the years before. Look at Alan Lazard last year, Jay Kumaro. These are unproven guys, undrafted free agents, and look at uh, what Rodgers is doing. So if anyone is good at doing, being productive with less talent is Aaron Rodgers. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to benefit from a run-heavy team because I think what Aaron Rodgers is really, really good at is that play action. So I don't know. It's To me, the Packers had the most questionable draft but as a fan, I'm kind of showing my fandom a little bit, I understood why they took this direction. This was a not very sexy draft for the Packers compared to the Bears, compared to the Lions, compared to the Vikings. I think the Packers have the most questions, but they have the most, if this turns out really well, they could have tons of success right away. And a lot of people were like, they needed to get this wide receiver. Yes, I agree. I would have loved to have Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, um, Denzel Mims, you name it. I would have loved to have it. But I think they're building their their scheme a little bit. And they were one game away from the Super Bowl. And everyone loves to point that out. They were one game away. I still think they are that team that could be a playoff team. They won't have that same record, though. They will not have that same record. Maybe not even a first-round buy. But this still is a capable team. And they are in a tough division with the Bears, with the Vikings. I'm going to be interested in it. I want to see what happens. I'm not ready to judge these players yet, especially for the Packers, because we don't know. And how is this new run-heavy team going to look? But I do like what the Bears did. I like Jalen Johnson. Cole Komet is a pretty good pick. I will admit, he is a pretty good pick. I wouldn't compare him to Rob Gronkowski, though. But this is a good pick for the tight end position. Maybe learn from Jimmy Graham a little bit. Komet really not known for his blocking, but still a really good guy that's effective in the passing game. I like the Komet pick. I like the Mooney pick. Gibson's going to be a good pick um, for sure next year. I think he's going to have a good season next year. And I, I think that's kind of t- tough to say because you haven't seen him this year. But I think this guy, if he learns from Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, he could be really effective maybe later in the year or maybe in year two. I like the Lions picks. But I think that this could be a question. This has to be a good year for the Lions. Has to be a good year, or a lot of stuff is going to happen. The Vikings absolutely love, absolutely love. They to me, 
they won the NFC North according to the draft. I'm not saying they're going to win the NFC North, but draft-wise, I think they were they won the draft compared to the NFC North. The team that lost the draft, I think is going to be the easy one to say is the Packers because there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of question marks, and if this does not turn out well, holy crap, what a terrible draft by uh, Gutekist. So I think the Bears line, I think everyone had a solid draft. I think the Packers were the most questionable, and the Vikings were the most, like, Wow, they knocked it out of the park. So we'll see what happens. Later on, we'll go through each division later, um, episode by episode, about the, like the, the East, the West, the South, and everything like that, the AFC. So we'll, we'll go each one by that. But again, we want to thank Daniel Greenberg for joining the show today, um, talking about the Bulls and Bears. Awesome to have him on. And again, if you want to give him a follow, it's Shy Sport Updates on Twitter. He does a great job. Um, make sure to keep an update on our Twitter page too at the fresh take underscore underscore again, the fresh take underscore underscore my personal Twitter, Greg Williams, 28, give us a follow. Let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. We'll get some articles out there. We'll keep you guys updated as well. In the meantime, of course, guys, like Devonte Adams says, wash your hands, wash your butts. What I'm going to say, keep practicing social distancing because I want to see sports. I want to see sports. I miss it. I miss basketball. I miss baseball. MLB has said that they are optimistic about coming back, so I'm happy about that. Basketball, haven't heard a word. NHL, haven't heard a word. So, guys, social distance, quarantine, please, I want sports backs. In the meantime, everyone, stay fresh.